Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all still. Hello, everybody. I'm Ed Robinson, and welcome to another exciting edition of The Robinson Show. On the program, I have the official DJ for the Los Angeles Lakers and the EVP Beach Volleyball Tour, DJ Rouche. He's going to talk about being a DJ for the Lakers, also the EVP Beach Volleyball Tour, and a host of other things we're going to have to talk to him about. That's all coming up after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Robinson Show. That have been around a whole city like a hundred times. Yeah, your top pick still ain't one of mine. I'm a top dog. Yeah, one of kind. How to People who are sick should stay home. You don't go to an emergency room. You don't go to a clinic. You get on the phone and you ask for advice and instructions from your physician. Then you use those instructions to determine what you're going to do. But the first reflex should not be, I feel sick, I'm going to go to an emergency room. I feel sick, I'm going to just go to a doctor's office. We need to physically separate. Ultimately, you may need, obviously, to see a physician or to go to a hospital. The first reflex should be to make a call to your physician. Steps you can take to prevent spread of respiratory viruses include avoid close contact with people who are sick. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. If soap and water are not readily available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces using a regular household cleaning spray or wipe. Cover your own cough or sneeze with your elbow or a tissue. All right, everybody, welcome back to the program. And we want to welcome to the Robinson Show the official DJ for the Los Angeles Lakers and the ABP Beach Volleyball Tour, DJ Rouché. What's going on, my man? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well, man. Thank you. And thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the program. So uh, let's get right to it. You are the official DJ for one of the premier franchises in all of professional sports, the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, a lot of people may say, oh, he's just uh, there at the at the Staples Center just playing music. But to, 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 to just describe the feeling, tell everybody what, what goes on and what goes on into the process of being a DJ for a, a franchise like the Lakers. Well, first of all, it definitely is an honor to be part of that organization. It's, uh, you know, an organization you hear about growing up, whether you live in Los Angeles or you live outside the country, everybody knows who the Lakers are. So that is not lost on me every single time I get to walk into Staples. But a normal typical game day for me uh, game is a 30 game I usually get there about 4 o'clock go over the script for the game uh, organize some music if I need to do that for the promotions for that day and then uh, once the doors open around 5.30 I'm playing music and the game Awesome to hear now how did you come about how did the job opportunity come about with you doing your thing with the Lakers so I've been DJing sporting events since 2002. I started with the Lakers were looking to make a change a few years ago, the year after um, Kobe's retirement. Uh, my name apparently came up in conversations and they reached out. And I, I, I don't know exactly what I said. They contacted me, but I was, it was a yes in my head. I don't remember exact, exact words. I think I probably would, uh, Grin a little kid, but uh, it's pretty easy. All right, welcome back to the program. Let's see if we can have DJ Rouché back on. Uh, Rouché, are you there? Yes, sir. Sorry about that. 
technology these days. All right. Oh, yeah, I understand. It's no problem at all. Okay, um, let me see. Okay, the last question I had said, you talked about LeBron being very flexible with his playlist, such as Future, Migos, and French Montana. But what about Anthony Davis and Kyle Kuzma and the rest of the uh, players on the team? Do they have specific playlists, or is it similar to, like, what LeBron asked for? Is it something they just want popular, anything that's trending at the time? Yeah, they're all they're all fairly similar in like the taste of their music. Um, Kuzma has some uh, Houston-based artists on his, like Travis Scott and things like that. And then Anthony Davis. I think when these guys play around the league in different cities, you know, they get influenced by those cities too. But um, Anthony Davis has a really cool playlist on the uh, Beats by Dre playlist on Apple Music. So if people want to get even more specific with Anthony Davis, they can go there. Okay, fair enough. And then uh, certainly you have your hands full being the DJ for the Lakers. Just tell me, what when you're at the Staples Center, we know the Staples uh, Staples has been around since the 99-2000 season, of course, with Shaq and Kobe. We're going to get into more Kobe a little bit later. But just for those that have never had an experience at an NBA game at the Staples Center, how can you describe it? I mean, you have one of the best seats in the house being – a DJ for the Lakers. So how would you describe this, the Staples atmosphere? Man, when the the history of the Lakers and throughout the years having, you know, arguably the best players of all time on the team, just the energy in that building, when the team is good, you can feel the energy when you walk in before the game is even started. And the Lakers did an amazing thing when they came from the forum. They do lighting at the arena Staples Center, so it's very similar to the forum. So all the lights are focused on the court. So if you go to a Lakers game, if you're sitting in the crowd, it's a little bit darker than you would at any other arena. So all the focus is on the court, so it looks like it's a theater. So you kind of have a theater atmosphere, a theater vibe. And when the team is good, that place, it will get so loud that I can't hear the music play. It's, uh, just talking about it right now it gives me goosebumps. Yeah, rightfully so. A great organization. I mean, from the days, like you mentioned, of the farm in Inglewood with the with the Showtime era, and now currently within course, Shaq and Kobe, and then now with, excuse me, with LeBron and AD. So speaking of LeBron and AD, let's get right to uh, the 2019-2020 season. Of course, it's been postponed, well, currently uh, postponed right now due to uh, the coronavirus pandemic. But the 2019-2020 Los Angeles Lakers they were first place in the Western Conference. Of course, they were in a tug of war with the crosstown rival Clippers, and of course, Denver, Utah, Oklahoma City, and Houston were were in the mix as well. The Lakers' record for the moment: forty nine wins and fourteen losses. What were your? Ch- How would you describe the Lakers and their style of play before uh, the postponement of the season due to the pandemic? I feel like they're they're a really good team at adapting. They could adapt to whatever style play the other teams tried to make them play. They could go big. They could go small. They could slow it down to a half-court offense. They could run. Um, They got shooters everywhere. They got athletic big men. Obviously, with LeBron running the point, with Rondo being hurt a little bit, um, their style, I, I just think they can blend with anybody. And, you know, that was the exciting part of the season that, you know, whether we're able to continue or not, the excitement of really having a legitimate chance to win another NBA championship uh, was very exciting for me, the organization, obviously, and all the fans. Yeah, rightfully so. The Lakers were definitely on their way up the previous year in 2018, 2019. It was just a, a tough one for them, but definitely they were able to put it together 
2019-2020. We'll see what happens, you know, we'll see what happens depending on what's uh, going on with the current climate right now. Have you heard anything from the league and, and have you been in any uh, contacts with them in regards to possible dates? We've been hearing a lot of dates. They're saying June, maybe the end of June, maybe after 4th of July. Are you at liberty to discuss uh, the current status of what's going on, what you've heard as far as with the Lakers about possibly getting back and getting back to work and getting into the groove of things? Well, I'll say the Lakers throughout this whole process have been very good at communicating with the staff. Even when there's no update to give, they still reach out just to be like, hey, we're thinking of you. Nothing new to report, but just want you to know that we're here for you if you need us. Uh, But other than that, I don't know anything that hasn't been reported in the news. I don't, I don't get information before that and not just trying to like pretend like I don't know things. Like I just think so many things are up in the air um, and so many decisions have to be made and so many moving parts behind the scenes. Nobody really knows. So all the information I know is what's out there publicly. So nothing new to report for me. So it could happen in a week, could happen in two weeks, could not happen. Who knows? We're all in this together. You're absolutely right. You answered that best. We're definitely all in this together. Let's move on now to something that you also do very well. You're the official DJ for the ABP Beach Volleyball Tour. How did you come across this opportunity? Uh, I was in the right place at the right time. I started, I've been DJing since I was a teenager, but I started professionally in 2002. And right at the beginning of 2003, I ran into a former coworker. I used to work in the music industry and then once I started full-time in the DJ business, I stopped that. But I ran into a former coworker. She's like, hey, I know somebody that needs a DJ for some volleyball thing. Um, and the way it was worded, I thought, like, it was like some backyard barbecue, but it turned out to be the Pro Beach Volleyball Tour, and I'm still doing it to this day, and it's taken me to the Olympics and had, got me to travel around the world and uh, just the right place at the right time. Rightfully so. We're going to talk more about that Olympic experience in a little bit. The AVP uh, Pro Beach Volleyball Tour, man, it, it's had its share of stars and still has its share of stars. Um, what's it like working with uh, Kerry Walsh Jennings and uh, Misty May? Did you have opportunity? Did you have the opportunity to uh, come across uh, working with them? Absolutely. I take full credit for their careers because they started on the Pro Beach Volleyball Tour when I started. So obviously all their success is due to all of the great music that I played. Um, okay. I've been very fortunate. <laughs> I've been very fortunate in my career to be around amazing athletes, obviously LeBron now, but Kerry Misty, uh, Karch Karai, all going down as the best players in volleyball history. And I got a front row seat to all of that. Um I was DJing the Pro Beach Volleyball Tour throughout carrying Misty's Olympic runs. And uh, in in 2016, I got to go to the Olympics, so I got to see it up close and personal, get to see my friends um, play in the Olympics and live out their dreams. It's, It's been great to see. Awesome to hear. What you mentioned about the atmosphere of not just the Staples Center, but also DJing at NBA games. What's the atmosphere like DJing on the uh, beach volleyball tour? Is it is it similar to the NBA, or is it a little bit of a difference? There, when it's an exciting match, it's similar, right? Like the biggest difference, though, is on the AVP Pro Beach Volleyball Tour in the United States. There's no home and away team, so when I'm playing music, I'm just kind of playing it for everybody. We're at Staples Center. We're obviously all Lakers fans, so all of my music is geared towards getting the crowd pumped up for the Lakers. 
Um, but when there's a great match going on or a great basketball game going on and the crowd energy levels at a 10 and my music has to match that, like there's no greater feeling um, than just seeing the crowd react to amazing points and me being able to complement that the entire time. And obviously the other biggest difference is volleyball is outside. So you get a day where it's perfect weather, an amazing match, an amazing crowd. Like that's, that's a hard thing to uh, replicate in the other, in any other parts of life. Rightfully so. And then uh, let's stay with the beach volleyball. You mentioned about your Olympic experience. You were also the DJ for the 2016 Olympic beach volleyball at the Rio de Janeiro Olympics in 2016, man, Rio, uh, an incredible city. I know you have uh, uh, had a great time there. Just uh, share with our audience, what was your Olympic experience like in Rio? It's really cool to be able to say that I was an Olympic DJ, especially for beach volleyball, a sport that I love, and in the iconic Rio de Janeiro on Copacabana Beach where volleyball is such a big part of the culture down there. So being able to do it on a real beach with a state, a 12,000-person stadium, the way they built that stadium, it felt like everybody was stacked on top of each other. Um, and being in Brazil, being the Olympics, uh, if you played good music, the crowd was going to clap and dance along to it. So it made you feel like you are the greatest DJ ever. I had a chance to watch some of those beach volleyball events um, in the Olympics, and I tell you, it's one of the best thing, one of the best things that the Olympics has ever done. Adding beach volleyball, it's, it's really brought a whole new element to the Summer Olympics. Now, I'm trying to remember, but you can in, inform our audience on that. What was the the volleyball was was the volleyball setup? Was it near Copacabana or was it near uh, Ipanema? Got it. So it was on Copacabana Beach. So every, I didn't see much TV because I was, you know, working really long days, but I felt like every time I would see a highlight in a restaurant on TV, they would always show the beach volleyball venue. Even if they were talking about swimming or cycling, somehow they'd always show the overshot of the beach volleyball venue and go somewhere else. And it was because the beach volleyball venue was just like a big party. It's just it's different than any other sport at the Olympic Games. The vibe is different than any other arena. It uh, it was just such an iconic way to showcase the sport in Rio. Let's stay with Rio for a moment. I know you were very busy doing your thing at the Olympics. Did you have an opportunity to, to take in the culture? I did. I um, I was actually there in February of that same year doing a test event at the swimming venue. So they were testing it out to get it ready for the Olympic Games. Um, so when I was there in February, I actually got to travel a little bit more, knowing how busy I would be at the Olympics. But after the Olympics were over, I stayed in Rio a few extra days and, you know, got to relax and enjoy and see a couple things I hadn't seen before, um, get some iconic pictures, just walk down the beach without, you know, knowing that I didn't have to go to work just to be able to enjoy the day. Um, so I definitely, I, I got my full Rio experience, that is for sure. Well, awesome to hear. And speaking of giving people a full experience, you know, you not only do you do your thing with the AVP Beach Volleyball Tour, but also with the Los Angeles Lakers and someone that definitely did their thing, and it's um, an untimely death, uh, the Black Mamba himself, Kobe Bryant. Any memories of Kobe? Man, I uh, just his, how he went about the game. Right, I grew up in an era of watching Michael Jordan, and nobody has reminded me, of Michael's 
game as much as Kobe did and just the way he went about it and his joy of the game and just wanting him to be better and everybody to be better. Um, I was fortunate that we, I never was DJing while he was playing, but I, since he'd retired and come back and when we were retired, both of his Jersey numbers, like that was an amazing experience to be a part of. And just knowing while that's happening, I'm well aware that not very many people get to be in the position that I was in to be there and enjoy that um, and be a part of it. And we'll always be able to say I was a small part of it. Um, it uh, It's one of those things that probably won't really dawn on me until I've retired and get to look back on some of the highlights of my career. Yeah, indeed. That's uh, still a tough one. Still hard to wrap around. I can't believe you know Kobe, man, is is not here. It's just, it's, it's very weird. But um, definitely someone yep. that definitely live on for uh, uh, many years to come. And I'm glad you had the opportunity to experience the Black Mamba. And um, speaking of experiencing something, you know, we're we're going through a tough time right now. The world is at a standstill right now due to this COVID-19 pandemic. And I asked, I admit, I'd asked you earlier about have you been in contact with the NBA or with the Lakers in regards to this pandemic. Um, are you doing anything to just uh, continue to sharpen up your skills or anything else you're doing to just stay sane during this uh, this time right now? Yeah, I um, I have a production company called The Suicide Doors. Um, we produce music, put out original music, and uh, so I've been doing my best to try to be creative and make music. Some days it's hard, some days it's easier, and then I've started a live stream on Mixcloud, so once a week, I call it Why Not Wednesdays, and I'll DJ for an hour just for fun. And most of the time, it's just for me. If people like music, great. If not, I'm kind of doing it to keep myself sane. That helps a lot. And then uh, I find organizing, you know, when we're always running around doing stuff all the time, now I have a being forced to stop organizing my DJ laptop has uh, gotten me through some days, too. So there, there are some fun days and other days where it's like, what's going to happen? But I try to make the best out of the situation. And uh, like I said, DJing the live stream for me has been uh, very therapeutic, that is for sure. Yeah, rightfully so. A lot of people have been uh, doing some things just to try to uh, keep their mind off of it. And like you said, finding things that are therapeutic. And one thing that you're doing is doing the music producing, of course, DJing the live set. What have you oh, – oh, I want to ask, like, you're on the West Coast, so how, for the most part, how have Angelinos handled themselves during this pandemic? I think they've done a good job. I mean, it's one of those things where you have – every once in a while you have to remember that it's not just us. It's not just Los Angeles. It's not just California. The entire world is dealing with this. So those moments where you're like, I'm bored, I want to go outside, I want to do this, I stop and think like, hey, it's not just me that's affected by this, it's the entire world. So that kind of brings it back into reality and focus for me. And, um, you know, I think we're doing as good a job as we can. It's tough to keep everybody on the same page and safe, but I think the powers that be are attempting to do their best to keep us all safe. And I, uh, I'm happy I live in Los Angeles where I live. I feel good about it. Okay, fair enough. And speaking of Los Angeles and just the world in general, you mentioned about some current projects you work you're working on. Can you tell the, our, our audience just a little bit about what you're doing, not just with the project that you're doing with Mixcloud, but also with the Suicide Doors? Yeah, so the Suicide Doors. I've always wanted to get into music production, and um, I wanted to separate it from DJ Ruche, and I always describe it as DJ Ruche has to take requests where the suicide doors are artists. So we're making original music. 
our plan was this year to put out a song once a month and that kind of slowed down a little bit because of what's going on in the world. But, you know, we're making, we have pop songs, we have hip hop songs, we have electronic dance music songs. Uh, we just kind of play, make the music that we want. Um, I have a production partner who's a DJ, so we were both DJs first and all of our music, you can check it out on Spotify, Apple music, SoundCloud, wherever you get your music from. Okay. Awesome to hear. And before before I let you go, I, I want to get back just to the Lakers for a moment. Did you have an opportunity to meet Dr. Jerry Buss before he passed away? I did not meet uh, Dr. Buss. Um, I've met um, some of his children and Jeannie, and I have a Dr. Buss pen sitting on my computer downstairs, and uh, I've I've heard nothing but amazing things about him from people that have worked in the Lakers organization, you know, almost as long as I've been alive. So, uh, unfortunately, I never had a chance to meet him. All right. Well, great job, uh, DJ Ruscha. And uh, before we let you go, tell the audience where they can find you on social media. And if you have a website, let them know that as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, every, uh, my website's djruscha.com, and all of my social media is the same, and it's D-J-R-O-U-E-C-H-E. And feel free to interact with me. I will always respond to any message I get. Well, you heard it from him. He's DJ Ruscha. He is the official DJ for the Los Angeles Lakers and also for the AVP Beach Volleyball Tour. Uh, DJ Ruscha, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us on the program. And if ever you want to come back on, feel free to let us know. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. And that's going to do it for another exciting edition of The Robinson Show. I'm your host, Ed Robinson. And remember, put God first in everything you do, and you can't go wrong. Until next time, stick to the script. I'm out. And remember, stay home, stay inside, and stay safe. We're out. Peace. Stacking that Benjamin Frank. Young Kichi on the back of the place. Your girlfriend in the back of the range. Young Kichi with done. People who are sick should stay home. You don't go to an emergency room. You don't go to a clinic. You get on the phone and you ask for advice and instructions from your physician. Then you use those instructions to determine what you're going to do. But the first reflex should not be, I feel sick, I'm going to go to an emergency room. I feel sick, I'm going to just go to a doctor's office. We need to physically separate. Ultimately, you may need, obviously, to see a physician or to go to a hospital. The first reflex should be to make a call to your physician. All right, buddy, I got to go now, but I'll put on your favorite show. See you tonight. Welcome back to Cooking with Chef Antonio. Gee, well, I would like to know how this risotto will turn out, but I'll probably just go to sleep in your bed and sniff your sheets and then figure out what that squirrel is planning. Squirrels. Your dog doesn't care if the TV is on. With energy-saving tips and programs from Georgia Power, you can save money and make your home more efficient. Learn more at georgiapower.com slash efficiency. Hey, this is Amy Bentley with RWMS Group, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked.